It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I was a bouncing and a laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we'd just hang on. Well, I can't recall a time when I ever had so much fun. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 40 of the Always Race Day podcast presented by Carl Auto Group. I'm Connor Ferguson here with Damon Helgevald. Before we get started, I want to thank Carl Auto Group uh, for sponsoring uh, the podcast. Carl Auto Group can get you from point A to point B if you need a vehicle uh, to get yourself to work, to get yourself to the racetrack, to drive you 14 hours to Bristol, Tennessee, like we're going to do this week uh, for the World of Outlaws event there. Uh, Carl Auto Group can hook you up with that. Uh, so check them out, carlauto.com, uh, and appreciate them again uh, for partnering with us. We uh, we appreciate them a lot. So let's get into stuff, Damon. A lot of stuff this weekend. <laughs> a lot of stuff. Just a lot of stuff. Uh, Where to begin? Yeah, that's we had Ross Chastain uh, winning his second career NASCAR Cup Series race uh, and second in the last five races. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Carson Macedo getting hot, winning four or winning his fourth uh, World of Outlaws race. Anthony Macri is hot on the sprint car scene. Uh, Chase McDermott and Justin Grant got into it during the USAC Midget event. Uh, there's a lot of meteorologists and weather people on Twitter nowadays. I want to call them out uh, for what happened in Knoxville on Saturday. So we got a lot to get into. Let's start yeah, with yeah. that NASCAR race at Talladega because obviously it's fresh in our minds. I got a lot to say about it. Um, Chastain wins. Basically, the last, well, the last 88 laps, the race went green flag mm-hmm. completely, uh, which is kind of un- unheard of at Talladega. And that second line uh, never formed uh, late in the race. There were some chances for it, too. Uh, and the peculiar thing that Chastain won the race, the second line never formed, so it never came up. So there wasn't a chance anything happened there. And the two guys in front of Chastain get loose essentially kind of they didn't take each other out but they took each other out of the win uh and ross chastain just had to drive straight and he was home free mm-hmm. what uh what were your thoughts uh on that damon unless you want me to go with mine first you, you sound pretty heated about it so i want to hear what you've got to say i text damon the unfiltered stuff <laughs> yeah 
Um, uh, well, basically, I I, I, I got to hear what you got to say. On yeah. This, so, I mean, I my thoughts are are pretty simple. Um, it's a typical type of race you'll see at Talladega. See now, so you know my my thoughts on Talladega. You've heard this plate uh, or Super Speedway rant before. I don't think it is. We throw forty ping pong balls in a hat with numbers on them, and we draw them out of a hat. It's random. It's not random. You have to be in the right place at the right time. You have to be good at wreck avoidance. You have to get a little lucky uh, or a lot lucky. Um, and you have to know how to race at a super speedway. Knowing mm-hmm. how to and being a lead at it, two different things. But you at least, ha- you at least have to know how to uh, to get a win. I would have probably before today still put Chastain in the doesn't know how to category of that. Chastain on three separate occasions today was within inches of taking out more than five cars. Well, at least half the field on the one. Yes. Um, so when guys like that win these races on super speedways, like yeah, I, I don't like seeing that. There's a ton of other great stories. Petty and GMS trying to get a win, like that been sick for Eric Jones to get there and kind of get back. Talk about a wild career he's had. And then we got Ross Chastain in yeah. the weirdest of circumstances. So, yeah, um, my my beef with it was I don't think he's amazingly talented, but he's good enough to get lucky. And I don't like that he won the race where he nearly took people out. At least he didn't take people out this time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a uh, – what race was it that Brad Keselowski was running a – Running a train engine down the tracks. The 500. It was, it was Daytona. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. it was the 500. Yeah. I, you know, <clears throat> here's, here's my thought with it is at Coda, Ross deserved, quote unquote, the win. Um, whether, yes, whether right. you know, whether the move was good or not. But regardless, he ran up front all day. Today he was just in the right spot at the right time and took advantage of, of the late race Talladega haptics. So I see what you're saying. I don't agree. The fact, I don't think he's a, a true uh, plate racer. We've seen him win at Daytona before and it got taken away in the Xfinity series because of uh, post-race inspection. But um, you we've know. seen him win at Iowa Speedway before and he got taken away in the truck series because of exactly. inspection. Exactly. So I, I don't I don't know, man. I don't foresee it being that's one of we're we're yeah. gonna get Brett Moffat on here sometime and I can't wait to tell that story, <laughs> man. Cause it like that day of covering racing was probably like the most I laugh about. Oh, this is such um, a good day. And we'll we'll have we'll have him on uh at some point and he'll talk what he wants to talk about it <laughs> but the point of view i when i tell people that story aside from this podcast it uh it like that i had a lot of fun that was yeah. was that the weekend i met you yes yep that's funny as hell too like how yep. telling that weekend the pandemic kind of set it all back a year and a half but it did uh shoot that was kind of the start of us i guess it was the start that was um that was my very first weekend getting media credentials for the iowa speedway look at that ross i wanted blaney or blaney or bubba wallace or chase to win or eric jones you can't ruin my day because we're getting nostalgic on the podcast now i do appreciate i do appreciate how much effort ross has put into his career 
at one, sure. there was one season where he was racing trucks, Xfinity and cup a majority of the schedule. He ran every race. Yeah. I, I mean, the, he works yeah. hard. I, can I call him a kid? I don't think no. I can. I think he's too old no. to be a kid. Guy works hard. Um, so in you have, it's better to be lucky than good, but you got to be a little good to be a lot lucky. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. take that for what it's worth. I don't want to bag on the guy because I, I don't think he deserves it as much today. He got right. close. He got dicey. If you watch any IndyCar over over race, just about every guy on the tracks doing the same thing Ross did today. They're getting real right. close to each other. So right. Another another win for Justin Marks. Cool deal for him. I like Justin. So um happy happy for him to to get the win. But yeah. Um I mean I made I've made my my thoughts known on how well I like Ross Chastain and his previous victory. So if you want to hear those, go back to that podcast. Damon's a big Suarez guy though. I don't mind Daniel Suarez. Okay. I don't think he's been given a fair shake, but that's fair. I need, I need to like see more out of him. I thought I, I agree. I agree. 100%. You guys can get mad at me for saying this. I think is Xfinity championships fluky, but I don't, I don't think we should start going after both the track house guys just because one of them want to race. again. <laughs> Fire them up. Oh man. <laughs> uh, I, I I thought uh, overall though for for the race being I thought this was the most like late 2000s um Talladega race that we've had. Like think back to the years that that Junior and Gordon dominated there and this was kind of the closest to that race that we've had. The, the one now. large pack was perplexing to me. I, I kind uh, of i I enjoyed it. I, that's what I like about no. It was, it was yeah. Omega. It was it was perplexing because I grew up in that tandem era, and like seeing oh, all yeah. of them stick together is like just crazy in its yeah. own right to me. Like Gregson was in the back on like literally the last car in the train, and mm-hmm. still wasn't losing the draft. I think Landon Castle did lose it, and that's. That kind of struck me as like, a, okay, so it's still possible. Landon's yeah. probably top ten super speedway driver out there, um, and we can we can all debate that too. You guys get on my, get in my Twitter comments. We'll have a good one. Uh, someday, someday he'll get one, Damon. Um, but I was surprised that he lost the draft too. Um, yeah, that's the they, only. They that's like of, the only time I saw it. So they talked a little bit about it on the broadcast, as you know the last car because there was so much downforce it wasn't as difficult to lose the draft is what they anticipated so um but no, as I, easy. I did. yeah as easy yeah. even yeah yeah and so i i do i kind of like that race a little bit i think that race was better than the 500 yeah um i yeah i don't know I, i'd have to I think they're right there. It's but it, it's super speedway races are pretty pretty dang good anyways. Um, I thought for some of in terms of like things happening. So like you know I know we all kind of appreciate it when the race has less wrecks, but in terms of like building anticipation and stuff, it's good to have a couple more cautions. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean stage breaks, but natural cautions that bring them out. So I thought it was. Decent. I th- I think the 500 would take it over this one, in my opinion. Yeah, I, they're I close. Just, I I like it. I'm a big strategy kind of guy, and so when that first caution came out, when they were getting ready to do green flag pit stops, 
and then you know that kind of took it away um i i i really enjoy the strategy side of things especially when it comes to the the quote-unquote plate races the super speedways um mainly because of the fact that those ones you know you don't get to see pit strategy often and and so i i enjoy seeing those damon's a big strategy guy except i uh, do i do it's chess it's chess at 200 mile an hour i love it i I, i'm right there with you except i wanted to tell you uh christopher bell uh during it was right before the final round of pit stops uh someone tweeted that he had not changed his left side tires the entire race uh it wasn't christopher bell was it it was eric jones you might be right you might be yeah. right larry Mack that's probably where my said, that's probably where my mind went on that yeah larry Mack came on and said that that eric jones had only taken right sides twice maybe is that right, right? and then yeah, left they, sides none they also kind of alluded right that um some teams were reluctant to change tires because of the potential issues with the wheel we saw another we- another wheel fall off with bj mcleod's team mm-hmm. so we're exactly. still doing that we still haven't had a rule update on that i'd like to see that it's not gonna happen this year no i don't they think at this point it won't you know they can't do it now because um people have been been benched because of it and so they they can't make that change now I hate that thinking though. That's like the like the train just killed four people. Should we move it to the other track or not? It you just you know it's gonna happen. Is that meme paralyzed? Sorry, maybe the meme is paralyzed, cutting off the legs. I don't know. Could Decapitating. be. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it sucks. Don't get me wrong. I don't agree with it, but they they burn too many people to this point, and so they kind of are stuck. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Because, because I, you got to wonder you know, if they've made any progress on that. Because we don't. Let's say, let's say, like this happens to a Kyle Busch or a Chase Elliott or a Martin Truex or somebody that uh, a lot of a lot of fans come for to the races, right? Let's say that happens to someone like that, and they changed the rule and said, you know, this is the new rules change or whatever. It's just the tire changer that's suspended or it's less races or whatever it may be. Well, then those guys that got busted early in the season are going to be like, well, they change it to save the, save the face of the sport. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, it's hard to do because they're just crew chiefs anyway, but I know. I don't, I'm not trying to discredit what they do. They do obviously not guys, but, to the fan in the stands, the casual fan does know Chase Elliott's crew chief's not there. Or his normal crew chief isn't yeah. crew chiefing today. You get, you they, get what I'm they saying. Will. They will when he makes a bad call. Now, are they allowed to, like, text? Oh, they're, they're, even though they're not there, they're there. Because they're back home at North Carolina. That makes me feel a little better center. about it. Yeah. yeah, they're in the command center. Um, I know Justin Marks also said after the race that building his shop in Nashville was not going to be something they would deem as sufficient. Um, oh, really? Possible. Uh, he wants to have a big presence in Nashville still. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering what that kind of looks like. But yeah, I'm not sure what kind of goes into all that. Um, having everything right next to you is probably a lot more advantageous, but 
I mean, I, I think what they could do um, is kind of like open a mock shop kind of deal or just a, a gift shop kind of deal there as well in Nashville. I think that would go over well, but um, it'll be interesting to see. I would put a little bay of like driver simulator NASCAR mm-hmm. stock cars like they used to have at the Jordan Creek Mall. Dude, that was awesome, by the way. I'm, I cannot believe how – I wish I would have gone there like every day as a kid. And I oh. probably went once every other week or something like that. That's when I, That's where I went for birthday parties. I loved that place. Yeah. Oh, I, I did not know how lucky I was to have that right there. So, so awesome. So awesome. Um, got to also throw out that Larson finally got a, a top five of the super speedway. Yes, 31st start. Kyle Larson gets and he about had the win. And he about won it. I know. He about won it. I, that is uh, uh that's that's one of the insane things about his career is like he I mean that guy can drive anything. And it's not like he hasn't been there either. Like look at a few years ago when Kurt Bush won the Daytona five hundred, Kyle was leading, Kyle Larson was leading at the white flag. So it's not like he hasn't been there, it's just been a lot of bad luck. I mean, they left a cowl cover on last year and blew a motor in the in five laps. Mm-hmm. So, I it's just kind of funny, but you know, top five for them and a string of good runs because they needed it. I'm trying to think before we move on if I saw any like anything that impressed me from different guys today. Mm, I think you mentioned it. I think it was the Petty GMS. Uh, you know, Ty yeah, Dillon was, yeah. was running up front and then got taken out in that, that crash with Joey Logano. I um, I would also like to say um, that Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was taken out on bad luck again. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. No one, no one, it's not Ricky Stenhouse. We're not doing that. Okay. It's bad luck. It's okay. Yep. Regroup yep. the Ricky fans and I. We're going to get back at it next week. At Dover. At Dover. Well, that cannot be that, one of his good tracks. I was going to say, I don't think that's the place he wants to get back at. I don't know if a lot of guys are good at Dover. I, mean, I think we're just going to pick Hendrick guys. I think you're better off picking Hendrick guys. But we, uh, we can't. That's that's the package. I'm interested to see how the cars behave at Dover. I, I mean, it can't be any different than some of the other tracks we've seen, can it? Well, it can. it can be Las Vegas or it can be Phoenix. I look for it to be closer to Phoenix, but more in the middle, if that makes sense. Okay, so that would be like the third example then. It's sure. another it's another shade of gray. That's not mm-hmm. a sex reference. That's a saying I just came up with, I guess, but there you go. We'll go with that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see. Um but yeah, I mean It'll, I don't know. That, that's going to be tough. Last thing on the NASCAR race, and we'll talk about it a little more. We got some questions uh, for the end of this, but uh, that car was the same car he drove at Coda. I'm sure you saw that, Damon. Yep. Yeah, well, I didn't see that. Um, I, I think it's a drastic shift from, you know, the NASCAR we grew up with, where they had road course cars built, mm-hmm. and your super super speedway car is never your car you're going to use next week mm-hmm. but that's cool um that should save the teams a good chunk of change 
I also think it's partially because of the climate we're currently in. Um, yeah, definitely. I, but the I fact think, that it can be done. Yeah, I mean, it can be done. Um, it, it certainly can be done. They could have done it before, to be honest with you, because they could have just fixed up some of the suspension pieces on it and, and they would have been fine. Every every chassis built pretty much the same. Some are a little more sleeked out. Some are a little more boxy, stuff like that. But, um, you know, they're they're built pretty much the same. But, yeah, I, I think it makes the sport more diverse in that sense that you can, you know, take your road course winning car and take it to Talladega and turn around and, and win with it as well. Absolutely. All right. Let's um, we'll do Knoxville next. So they had their okay. season opener Saturday uh, determined in the morning uh, that they would be racing. Uh, the forecast still had a chance of rain um, when they made that call. Uh, get to the track. I got to the track early, talked to a couple drivers about the Hoosier thing. Uh, interesting video that we did with Justin. I almost called him Justin Hamilton for some reason. <laughs> Justin Henderson out of South Dakota, uh, Houston Speedway master expert, whatever you want to call him. We'll get him on the pod sometime too. Super nice guy. Very, uh, very good to talk to and some good quotes on, you know, just kind of his thoughts where he lies on different issues uh, with the tire war and stuff. He said he'd be, or with the tire shortage, he said he'd be in favor of a tire war um, and a ton of other stuff like that. So that's a fun video. We'll get that up on uh, our YouTube channel and it's on all our social media as well. So uh, other than that, um, complete monsoon takes over the track. Yeah. It, um, I, I, so we, we got through heat races, things are going fine, whatever. Uh, and people, I guess I'll take you through. It's like 7.15 and people are like, dude, West Des Moines getting hit. 7.30, mm-hmm. it's Bondurant's getting hit. And we're just sitting there kind of like, okay, we'll wait and see, I guess. And it was like an hour and 15 minutes before any raindrops fell. Um, so the A main for the 360 starts, they had three races left to run the entire night. Uh, they get one lap done, or they got they got the green going. There's a crash in turn one, so they didn't even get a lap in. Um, but as they're cleaning up the wreckage, uh, I felt one, one raindrop looked up, was like, ooh, that's probably coming. Then I felt like 10 at one time. About five seconds later, it was complete like ocean. Like it was mm-hmm. it was a monsoon. Um a lot of people said that, well, don't they look at the radar in the dirt tracks? Aren't they using technology at the dirt track? Like, <laughs> come on, you gotta be kidding me. Like that that looks stupid on Knoxville. It's like, dude, I've been at tracks where it I, I've been I've gone to Knoxville on a night where it said 100% chance of rain six o'clock and it didn't rain and naturally like they here's the whether I so, do, do not give me this bullshit that you look at a weather radar and say it's gonna rain in 25 minutes we got to get everyone out of the grandstands because if you did that at any event at any anything you just said it's gonna rain and then it doesn't like you look super dumb well at up until about seven o'clock they look smart for running it 
And then seven o'clock came through. I'm we, I, I'm at my parents' house right now, and we had tornado warnings all around us, and um, you know thunderstorm warnings all around us, and it came through. You you knew it was going to rain. We'll just put it that way. I do want to I do want to tell people that if you're a driver, and I, I'm walking around talking to the drivers there, they knew that weather was coming. They were going to race until it did. I promise you, when they start seeing water fall, especially the monsoon, they're going to get off the throttle. They mm-hmm. weren't green when the rain came. So right. What you want the hypothetical that they were. I'm just telling you they weren't. And even if they were, who's to say anyone wrecks? If they right. get through that first turn cleanly, what's you know, what's the difference? So I don't know. I, I was just tired of half the comments after 1030 turned into like, why does Knoxville not think of weather radar? It's like it doesn't tell you it's gonna if that rain staved off for another 20 minutes. You're probably looking at getting both the 360 and 410 features in, had there not been that wreck. Yeah, I don't know. That would have been. I, I don't. I, I don't think so. But you know, you can always hope. I, I don't. It's. Think I mean, it's. It's away. one giant stupid hypothetical. I, that's. There's a saying in there too. Um, not. Not if. You know the way the way the timeline looked out, they had that crash. I don't think that crash was gonna, you know, make up enough time for them to to cruise through the rest of the night. Oh no! I mean, after the like that crash would have taken another ten minutes to clean up. Right, but I'm saying even if without it, there was no. I don't think that. Hats off to those guys, and uh, I'm gonna try to track them down and ask them about it. But it'll be like two weeks before I'm back at Knoxville, so. Um, but yeah, the, the track prep, uh, guys, every, the safety crew, uh, they were just standing there in the rain, getting the car flipped back over, pushing them back. The push trucks were trying to get the cars pushed back. It, I mean, it was, it was a mess and you don't think it's ever going to rain that much at that sudden time. So, yeah. It's a cool visual. Those videos turned out sweet. Yeah. I didn't get any water in my phone. Talk about a hell of a Samsung Galaxy (laughs) S, whatever I got. Magically. Dude, I was, I I took a bath on the way home. I I believe it. I was completely soaked. I believe it. I mean, it was here and we had literally just gotten home from going and grabbing some dinner. We walked in the door, and about two minutes later, we looked out, and you couldn't see across the highway. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's less than that's less than thirty feet from from the house. Yeah, so I, I applaud Knoxville for trying. They already had a race canceled. You don't. Um, you try to take what you can get. You try to try if it's possible. They they got the infield dried out miraculously. Mm-hmm. I mean, the inf- I, I wore like old shoes there in case I got wet and my shoes were completely clean until the monsoon. Until you had to get back across the track? Yeah, well, at that point, it was like, there's no saving this. <laughs> I, was tr- I was just trying to like, so I'm like wearing my glasses, right? And I'm trying to like, I wish I had like a tear off because I'm like getting, it's like getting hard to see. 
I about got ran over by one of the push trucks while I was filming the second video I posted. (laughs) And I was like, that'd be fucking shitty, because then he would have to, like, stop and, like, help me in the mud. Right. As I'm sitting there paralyzed, like, you you just can't ask (laughs) someone to do that. Nice. But yeah, um, hats off to them for trying. Uh, I do want to mention this. Uh, I guess there was an Iowa Speedway uh, race car there. I don't know who was driving it. Um, they stole the rap uh, from a guy named Dennis Ganey. Uh, he wraps a few cars. If you know what Aaron Reitzel drives, he designed that paint scheme, wrapped the car. Uh, so the guy just took his render, had someone else wrap it. Um and put it on the car without compensating Dennis. Super shitty. Don't don't do that. Um support Iowa Speedway. I don't think they had anything to do with it directly. Uh but yeah, there's a tweet on our stuff about it. I'll retweet it on Monday too, but super shitty. Don't don't uh don't let people do that, I guess. I I I don't know who I'm talking to with don't let people do that. Don't be that guy. And if you see that guy, call him out, I guess. There you go. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. I got my first look at the Barnstormers car on Saturday, too. It's sweet. Yeah. Ryan yeah. Giles, good guy. Look cool. Look cool. All right. Um, World of Outlaws. They went to Hobstadt. Uh, last race before Bristol. Super excited. For that, I was cutting in and out of the stream on my phone as I was driving back from Knoxville. Uh, but Carson Macedo gets his fourth win. Not only is he the first of four wins, no one has three yet with the Outlaws. Is this mm-hmm. a breakout time for Macedo? Can he turn this into contending for a championship? I think if you go back to the last episode that we recorded, I said that. Um, you know, that this is, it's certainly making out to be. Macedo's best outlaw year but um yeah I think just you go back to the last episode that we recorded and that was the first thing that or one of the first things that I said about this race going on was going to be this is uh this is a Macedo Macedo type day and it certainly worked out yeah um sorry I'm taken aback by this comment (laughs) Uh, it's in our questions tab. We'll get to it. I shouldn't read these while I was sorry. I got a new notification. We'll leave it at that. We'll get to it. <laughs> um, I, I love Macedo. I think he's super talented. I think, uh, you're completely right in that take. I kind of forgot that you said it. <laughs> I forget what happened yesterday, Damon. If I, if I didn't have documentation of it on my phone, I'd forget about it every time. So yesterday you ran through a monsoon. Yeah, yeah. That was just yesterday. Wow. Feels like kind of a week ago. (laughs) After that Talladega race, at least. Um, No, I think think if he gets, if he has a solid couple nights at Bristol, um, and he's definitely capable of it, I think Eldora, he's won at before. Mm -hmm. Hasn't won at Kings Royal. He's won at... Eldora, Knoxville, and Williams Grove, but not on the biggest racing nights they have, which is, you know, obviously like that's a lot of guys' careers. Uh, and I think he did it all in one year last year. So mm-hmm. I think if he can go into Eldora with within like 50 points of Brad Sweet, I think he'll end up gaining on Brad Sweet uh, and possibly tying it up. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. I don't want to do an if then statement on when he'll take the lead in the point standings or if. He say, isn't he? Isn't he close anyway? I think, I think he's at forty four right now. Yeah. So if, if he just stays consistent, he doesn't have to even win the next few events. Just stay consistent. Stay up front. Um, you know, he'll be. He'll be there in the end, especially when you look back at the history of that race car and that race team, and it's it's really fast come summer months. I mean, David Gravel went on a tear with that car a few years ago in the middle of the summer, and that's why he won Knoxville that year. And um, you know, I, I I look for that car to be fast in the summer months. Are we still holding on that it's Brad Sweet, Carson Macedo, and uh, David Gravel at the end? Yeah, and I think, honestly, um, you know, I, I think you can throw in Sheldon's name as a real long shot as well, um, just for the simple fact that, you know, he he was there the other night. He was He's been close here recently. So I think you can you can – realistically throw in Sheldon's name as a, as a legitimate uh, long shot type contender with those four, I guess. Well, now we're kind of getting into, well, what about your guy, Donnie shots? You know, I love Donnie, man. I, I do, but what has he done to this point outside of one win? Right. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I mean sure, you can say, what, what about Brad sweet? <laughs> I know, but it, br- the difference between Brad Sweet and Donnie is Brad's running up front night in, night out. Wins carry a little bit less weight in the outlaws, too. Right, but, you know, y- you're not running. Don't take that the front. wrong way. I'm just saying points-wise, guys. You're not running up front as consistently as he is, so that, I guess that's what, what I'm saying. Yeah, you're at no, you're absolutely right. I was just I was throwing some that. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I think Donnie can turn it around. Don't get me wrong, but um, I don't. I guess I just don't foresee it happening. Absolutely. Um, I, yeah, let's. Uh, I do want to mention Anthony Macri as the hottest driver in Pennsylvania. I've been waiting for that to come for probably two years of kind of really paying attention to Pennsylvania. I think he's one of the best guys there. He's really good at Port Royal Speedway too. Um, he got a couple wins this week, maybe I think three, actually three and five races. If I'm not mistaken. So hats off to them. Can't wait to uh, see that team come down for Knoxville um, and get to Iowa at some point. Um, do, do, do chase Briscoe won a three sixty sprint car race over the weekend across the street from Talladega. Mm-hmm. So good on him. Uh, good on. We had a lot of NASCAR talent racing dirt um, over the entire week. And we mentioned that on the last podcast too. That's super cool. Last thing from this week, and I want to get to this USAC deal. Uh, so Buddy Kofoid won the T-Town Midget Showdown, um, one of their higher paying events, I think. Uh, 8,000 something, I think he won. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so congrats to him. Uh, super talented. Um, Justin Grant won night one uh, after. Did you see the video of this, Damon? Yeah, I did. So, uh, caution came out. Grant was in second to a kid named Chase McDermott. He's still looking for his first USAC midget win. He had led, I believe, almost every lap at that point, maybe every one. Um, 
caution comes out. Taylor Reimer spins uh, behind a few people. Uh, I just say that because she wasn't like next to the two leaders. So mm-hmm. she spins, the yellow lights come on, or they, they yell caution, the radios. Um, and McDermott slows down going into the first corner. Uh, so Justin Grant took far more time to slow down uh, and actually slides into the corner uh, hitting and it ended up flipping Chase McDermott's car. So McDermott's out of the race, car's done, he's done, uh, and Justin Grant goes on to win. Do you think um, – I don't think you think he did it on purpose. I don't think he did it on purpose. We'll get to that in a sec. Do you think that should be a penalty is my question to you. No. I, I mean – no, I guess that that the simple answer no. Um, he didn't really do anything. I, I guess malicious is the best way of putting it. He made a he made a mistake. Don't get me wrong on that front, but I just I don't think you can penalize somebody because you know you and I will hear something different or see something different at different times, and it's going to be staggered. I guess is the best way of putting it. Yeah, for sure. Um, the people calling Justin Grant a dirty racer for it. I, I've watched, I try to watch every USAC midget race. I'm fascinated by the tour. Really fascinated because of its ties with uh, IndyCar in the state of Indiana and all that with this. I, I tell you guys, I'm like in process of reading a book. <laughs> I'm like halfway through the book I have on it. And I like periodically take like, three days a month where I'm reading it a lot and then like the rest of the month I'm not. So I'll be reading this book for a long, long time. Uh, but I do try to watch every USAC midget race. And in a lot of instances, it takes a while for them to get the cars slowed down, uh, whether it just be the nature of who's in the cars, um, where the yellow lights are on the track they're you know, what they do when they call a caution, it feels like they're going for a couple extra seconds. Um, Mm -hmm. so I believe that's probably what Justin Grant was doing there. Um, if you're going to take a guy out, that's not really a calculated way to do it. Uh, Yeah. I mean, so the people like call him dirty and like he he did on purpose. I don't think he did on purpose. No. So no, no, there's a lot better ways to take somebody out on purpose. I think we've aired out. (laughs) that whole situation um he said sorry like four times on the broadcast and uh i would assume they've talked i don't know what Mm -hmm. we said there where that stands but they can figure that out on the racetrack um and we'll kind of see what happens from there but congrats to buddy uh dominant drive on saturday so good for him you want to get to questions damon i just also wanted to point out the fact that bishop took one um in the late model race this weekend you are right shepherd won jonathan davenport i think won 25 grand in florida yep 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 uh yeah it was a it was a good good overall weekend for motorsports in general so let's hit some questions absolutely uh do 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 Okay, these are out of order for sure. Uh, the first question comes from Ryan Downing. Uh, he says, when is the next Lakers game? And I think it got postponed because of problems on the radar. The radar was showing that it might <laughs> rain that night, so they they postponed it. So we'll wait for further announcements there. Gotcha. 
this is the one I mentioned a bit a bit ago. Um, Chad Blankenship, he left the few. Appreciate him. He's from North Carolina, big Iowa State fan. Uh, he says, is Race XR trying to ruin slash divide race fans? Why can't all grassroots networks find a way to support each other and offer one subscription-based uh, service and divide money based on eyeballs? Absolutely. I would love to see it. Yeah, I, w- I would absolutely love to see it. Do I know how that would work? No. Do I know what? how everyone would get paid? I have no idea. It would take pretty, someone a lot smarter. It's pretty simple. You pay it by, I mean, you and I can look at who listens to this, right? And how many yeah. people listen to this. So they can do the exact same things. But if you're, okay, so say so your product, whichever one you work for, between mm-hmm. RaceXR, Dervision, Flow Racing. And so you have what you offer and you have a price for it and it works right now and you're making money off of it. So you would you take that risk of, hey, we're going to put our stuff up with these guys on the same website and hopefully we get enough views that we're making the same revenue. If you knew that you were getting a regular cut. That's fair. And that, that will bring me to this reply from... Uh, that's why what I think will happen too. Um, that's what I think will happen too. Is it will the the companies will get like a little bit of the royalty or some of the royalty, and so that will help fix uh, or alleviate some of those those problems. Yeah, and to be honest with you guys, like my dream would be to have all these things on one network that's free for everybody to watch and it's paid for and supported by advertisers and revenue coming in from people watching it Mm -hmm. how the hell that would ever happen i don't know if i if i accrue a lot a lot of money uh that will be one of the things i do upon also buying my own sprint car team and putting jim kohler in as the driver oh my god (laughs) i don't know i don't know who i would pick between between all the drivers I talk to, like I don't know, I don't know which one. That'd be a tough. Yeah. One to, don't ever. So, someone can do it on the next questions thing. Don't ever ask me who I would put in a car that I'm friends with. They're going to ask. You know that, right? Um. So someone replied to that and said, "This needs a haha emoji." I forgot I wasn't on Facebook. Sounds like socialism to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where some people get that stuff. Um, first, my opinion, socialism, massive buzzword, because you're not talking about organizing a race here or a, gen- a group of people, an entire country of people. You're, you're talking about a TV subscription platform. Um, but we're throwing out buzzwords. It's all right. Uh, Chad also asks, is... Ross Chastain and Trackhouse now considered a true championship contender. I don't think so. Uh, no, I, I don't think so either. But, you know, when, I guess put it this way, when at a track that we're going to have in a type of track that we're going to have in the first round of the playoffs, and then maybe. I mean, in, he could win at Talladega again. But, yeah, but I, I don't, I, he didn't show to me today that he was – as good a play racer as my top 10 list right now. But Talladega is later in the playoffs. 
I, I'm saying the first three races of the playoffs. Should I do a column on my top 10 play racers? Because I'm not doing an extended column from Talladega. Well, you might, you can do something like that. Or I would, I would look ahead. You don't know, I like behind. looking ahead. Yeah. Game look and ahead, look behind. Uh, I do want a little programming stuff or I guess content inside baseball, whatever you want to call it. Um, so guys on Sundays, my usual plan with NASCAR, unless I'm playing hockey is we get an article up with the results up right away. Uh, in the past, uh, I've had a guy or two comment, like what the hell this is like five sentences and results. I don't watch, um, usually the post-race press conferences on zoom. Um, and if I do, I watch it on Monday, but I go through the transcription. Usually when the post-race press conference comes on, I'm either recording with Damon or I am sitting at dinner with my grandparents at my parents' house, which is where I watch every NASCAR race. So if you ever see the first story up right after the race, it's just results. Usually I'll put uh, quotes in an extended story, a second one or a column I write. Uh, and then if you don't see that, click on the results one again, because I'll update it with quotes from the post-race press conference. Uh, and we'll tie it all in together and put more time into it. But I try to get the results up just so they're there. I try to get playoff points in there right after the race, just so you have them to look at. So that's just for you guys. Same thing with the race notes thing. Um, we're going to have that on social media uh, for every NASCAR Cup Series race, every IndyCar race, and every World of Allies race for now. Open to doing a couple more big late model races too, but... I thought that was a cool thing. Anyways, next question, Damon. Uh, from Chad again, has Eric Jones found a long-term home or will he chase another tier one ride? Um, I, think, I think that's tough, right? Because you... Yeah, it's tough. I guess in the near future, like short-term, he has found he's found a home. Like within the next five years, he's found a home. Um, I just don't foresee any big time ride opening up here sh in, in the near future. No, especially that, with the prospects we have coming in. Right. That's what I'm saying with, with all the people that are already in line and in place. Uh, I just don't foresee him getting to move up anywhere anytime soon. Now my, my answer to this before hearing what Damon said, I would have said if he gets like one win, drives the crap out of the car really impresses people i think he could if he gets two or three i think that that sustains it yeah i just i just don't that shows your team can win you know you're gonna be around but where that's the thing yeah where oh yeah 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 you're going after the open spaces thing yeah you know there there's not gonna be anything open hendrick hendrick set for the next 20 years I don't think there's got, a lot of people that are really underperforming either. Is that crazy got, to say? I mean, Stuart Haas is the only one that might have multiple options open. And I think their whole team is just the cars aren't as good. And they still have right. guys that are up there. Chase Briscoe on a race. Right. Ricky Stenhouse right. is currently outside the top 30. That's called bad luck, folks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Let's get that I, through I our just, heads here. I just don't think there's a spot open um, anywhere. In the top, what is it, four tier t tier one teams? There's Penske, Joe Gibbs, Stuart Haas, and Hendrick is what you're looking at. 
Yeah. So out of those four teams, the only one that has multiple options possibly coming up is Stuart Haas. That's it. That'll be interesting to see how that kind of divvies out. I do think Eric Jones can succeed there. I think he has a good relationship with Petty. And I think GMS buying that and attaching Petty's name and having him stay involved in it is good. Well, and they're they're working out of uh, Richard's shops, I think. Most yeah. of it's coming out of out of the Petty shops. I just know he only owns 30%. My dad reminds me of that every Sunday. <laughs> it's very – I don't think my – I don't think he's losing it. He's just very funny with the stuff he'll bring up because uh, he listens to Sirius a lot now. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't listening to like radio shows all the time before, but I think now he listens to it like anytime he's driving anywhere. Right. And so he, he gets a lot of things stuck in his head. that He'll just keep bringing up to me. And I'm like, dad, you've told me about this five times. That, that just happens. They, they do that in old age. I hope he doesn't listen to this on the way down to Bristol. I'll have to cut the last 10 minutes from him listening. I'll turn it off. <laughs> no, it'll be a great, it'll be a great bonding exercise. It will. My dad and I, my dad's going with me down to Bristol. We're going to see uh, our buddy Bob uh, down there and we're going to cover the hell out of some sprint car racing. So um, two more. This is from uh, Justin Carter. He's a big women's basketball journalist. Just moved to the Des Moines area recently, actually. He's from, I don't want to say he's from Texas, but that was where he was at before. Uh, He says, will Stenhouse ever have another top 20 finish? Justin, I'm going to guarantee it next week. Top 20 for Ricky Stenhouse. At Dover. That's right. I'm going to look up his stats at Dover real quick. Hold on. Not great. Ricky Stenhouse, Dover racing reference. Did you watch the F1 race today? No, I did not. Okay, because the other question we have uh, is about, is it time to let the DRS go from Formula One? So I'm guessing I'm missing a chance to bash on Formula One and their inability to do a push to pass, which IndyCar has perfected. Uh, But I was, the internet, when I got back here, the internet was down. I was operating on a hotspot the entire night. um, And then... When I woke up, it was still not going too hot. So I connected the hotspot, uh, posted my stuff, disconnected. It came on about 30 minutes later. Damon, it's okay if you feature the dog in the podcast. Well, my parents just got home. So now they're, he's going off here. All right, Ricky, uh, in, in his last Dover race, he actually finished 20th. Um, the one before that was 37th. I acquired that one to bad luck. Before that, it was 10th, 16th. Another top 10 two year, three years ago. I like our chances. We're in the top 20 this week with Ricky. He's only finished outside the top 20 at Dover twice, three times in his entire career. I don't know. I'm, I am pretty, I'm pretty impressed with that. If I do say so myself, what do you think? Sorry. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I guess I didn't realize he was that quote unquote consistent at Dover. (laughs) Zero top fives, but between fifth and 20th, he's there. I was going to say he's, he finds a way. 
<laughs> All right. Um, there was something else I wanted to say on here, but I pretty much forgot it. So uh, we'll have stuff like um, stuff like I don't even know what I'm talking about. We will have stuff previewing Bristol. I will have stuff talking about the Knoxville season, um, who we can expect to see on a weekly basis. Might write something on the oh. tire thing. Um, Damon's got something too. Yeah, the we talked about it earlier this week, but the uh, last NHRA race was held today in Houston. Yes. And, oh my uh, god! Oh my god! That's what it was. I was watching it when I walked out the door. And uh, uh, Tony Stewart picked up another win as a car owner today. How how Ronnie do? Uh, I don't. He made it to the semis. Second round or semis? I know he made it out of the first round. That's another final four banner in the Ron Cap shop, baby. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Let's go. Um, yeah. And uh, Erica Enders won at her home racetrack where everything got started for, her, including if you go back and watch the movie, it shows that racetrack pretty often. It's a cool Disney movie. It is. Sad to see that track go. So, and what's the reasoning again? It it's being sold. I mean, there's new new owners taking over the facility, and they're not wanting to keep it. Basically, screw them. Yeah, I mean, it it's just such a it's a tough climate with with that track. Always has been because they run it in the spring, and it's either really really cold and rainy, or um, you know, a hundred degrees. Hey. Uh, do you think uh do you think all those guys think that I let them off easy? All, no. the, all the Lewis Hamilton fans? No. no. <laughs> they got this far in the podcast uh for me to tell you, wow, wow. Guy doesn't have the fastest car on the track. He comes home thirteenth. Isn't it a miracle? Oh man. He I could get gained... I could get thirteenth in F one with my eyes closed. He only gained one spot from his uh from his starting spot. If you gave me an F1 motor and a self-driving Tesla, I could easily come home 13th. Oh, certainly. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> resist. I could I could not resist. We almost got through it. Uh, we will... Are you good with recording Tuesday night? I will not be able to. Shit. Okay. Sorry. Well, we I'm, might... I am heading... Uh, on a bowling trip to Las Vegas, so I am gone all week. Okay, so I am going to try and find a replacement. If not, it will be my dad and Bob uh, sitting around a campfire. Either I think I think that's a better better option than <laughs> it actually might be. Um, I'll I'll tweet you guys. I'll tweet out what what our plans are uh for that but we'll get a podcast to pre the weekend up before friday uh i'm saying before friday night probably friday morning if that if what i'm saying goes to plan um tweet me what you want to see from bristol we're going to be there for practice night and two nights of racing with the outlaws sprint cars and late models i'm excited i love it it is the biggest stadium either of them could formidably be in in the next 10 years, probably. Um, I'm not trying to trash on them. It's a huge place, 160,000. So that's why I like doing it. It's unique. It's cool. Um, and if you think it's going to be a parade, just remember Aaron Reitzel went P, uh, 15 to P2 
in one of those races a year ago. So I'm excited. Tweet me what you want to see. Um, thank you for listening. Damien, you got anything? No, looking forward to seeing what, uh, what this week has to hold. And uh, hopefully I can bring back some money. Is this, what's the bowling trip about? Uh, just going to bowl in a tournament out there. So you're, you're bowling yourself? Yes, I am. So you're lacing them back up? You're out of retirement? Yeah. I tell you what, tonight was rough. I, I went and, and subbed tonight and bowled. So it's the first time that I've put a full series together since December. So what you put up? I had uh, 595. and That's way this, more than 300. It can't be bad. Well, that's in three games combined, Connor. Oh, gotcha. Is that yeah, a, a that, possible 900? Yeah. That makes yeah. it sound kind of worse. That's exactly why I said it the way I said it. <laughs> so, Keep us updated. If you need a press release saying you're back, let me know. Well, uh, we might have to put one together. We'll see how the, we'll see how the everything comes together overnight. All right. Well, I'm going to go watch the Knights game um, and selfishly hope they lose. No, I hope they win. Go Knights go. I, I think you, I would assume you do. Oh, dude, Tuesday is going to be Dallas versus Vegas. <laughs> It'll be great. I I would love to. I might call you for five minutes for for an audio clipping from the podcast for the podcast. Sounds good. Sounds we'll, good. We'll do that if anything. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Have a good rest of your week. Um, keep watching racing. We got a lot of it coming up. I'm excited. Let's let's get going.